All right, hello, welcome to Adventures in Lollygagging and Friends. Uh, we are playing Fragged Empire, second edition tonight, and we are starting up our new Infinite Spaces campaign. Uh, Jeremy was talking a whole bunch of shit, so we kicked him out of the group, and uh, we're never going to see him again. So, no, he's, mm -hmm. uh, we, this was planned. Jeremy's going to, he'll be back, don't worry. Uh, but right now, Wait, I was just kidding. Did I stumble upon the truth accidentally in my joke? <laughs> wow. Well, you know how Jeremy is. He is a diva. Like, he is a total diva. I think everyone knows yes. that. We all know that about Jeremy. Total diva. Mm -hmm. uh, but he will be back. And uh, and I wonder if he will not like what I'm uh, going to do to his character while he's gone. Because it's a tradition at this point that I try to kill and really horribly mar his character at the start of a campaign. Did it in Werewolf. Did it in Holler. Et cetera, et cetera. So... Uh, this time around, I'm going to do something just awful. Uh, and he said I could, yeah. so it's cool. So, um, but yeah, we, uh, so we're going to do some Fragged Empire. We did a session zero. We got our characters together. Uh, you can see four of them up on the screen if you're watching. Uh, also, awesome art. Melissa, we forgot to put the link up to the artist, so you should, you should grab that. Uh, but we got some character, custom character art done because uh, we're probably going to be in this campaign using some, some battle maps from time to time. I don't know if we'll do it tonight, but like we'll, we're going to be doing it from time to time. And so... It's fun. And plus Chuck looks like he looks like a big piece of I chewing do. gum wearing a, wearing yeah. a tie. It's great. It's great. Tentacles. It all in tentacles. character. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well played. So, tell Ashley. Oh, so, yeah, we got some, some cool art. Melissa will track down uh, the artist link for that. Uh, but uh, but we're really excited. Uh, Jeremy has his too. I don't have any. Uh, cause I'm game master and, um, I don't have any characters. I have all the characters. There's a couple characters tonight that I'm very excited to play and, uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see, see how quickly we stop talking to them. Uh, but we, I want to warn everybody that we don't quite know how to play. Uh, so we're going to be working through it. So if you're uh, an expert in Fragged Empire and stuff like that, I apologize for what you're about to witness. Uh, but we're going to work through it and we're going to try to figure it out. Uh, we're going to take it slow, do a things here and there and try to learn the game uh, as we go. Uh, and if and if yes, if you are if you're a, uh, if you've been on the channel for a while, you know that that is that is nothing new. We don't know what the hell we're doing. Uh, but any questions by the players before we we get started here? Anything we want to? Nope. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Well, if that's the case, um, I guess let's get started, right? So we're going to begin with, uh, with, we're in space. Let's just say camera opens up, we're in space, and we're kind of zooming around a bit. We see a bunch of space stuff, and eventually we settle, uh, and we look at, much like we would in a movie or television show or whatever on a planet a a very lush green planet with deep blue oceans and the bottom left hand corner we see like lettering start to pop up and it says mishpacha which all of you uh, as characters are not just familiar with but have probably visited uh, quite frequently this is in the haven system it's the most populated and um the busiest of of the systems uh, in the in the sort of the post-war uh, territory and space. Now, as we start zooming in, we can see from orbit, uh, there are three giant continents and they're in the sending order of size, star, 
spur and crest. There are also various land masses at the poles. You can see again, land filled with, with grass and trees and greenery and snow covered mountains, deep blue oceans and seas. Mishpasha is kind of like a frontier world in that um, a little bit of everybody is here. So as we're like, kind of like watching this slow rotation of the planet, we start to kind of zoom in a little bit further. We would know that in ancient times or, or you know, pre now, uh, it was a Kaltoran world, but that's not the case any longer. Now, just about every species and faction have carved out a spot somewhere uh, on this planet. And uh, some of them on one or more of the continents themselves. Corp, for instance, is basically everywhere. Uh, we start diving down into the atmosphere itself, so descending towards the surface, and we can kind of venture away from the really massive star continent. Instead, we start shifting over towards this fungi-covered continent by the name of Spur that is spiraling up from the southern pole. Uh, the continent itself is kind of split in terms of its territory, whereas like the northern parts of the continent are still kind of Kaltoran. Uh, there's a fairly big city called Fool's Landing that seems to be there, kind of the capital of that section. Whereas to the south, where we're headed, there is the corpse city of Mishpasha One, uh, a creatively named city, as most things in the corp are creatively named. There are two other significant cities here. One's called... Uh, on, on this planet. One's called Mishpasha 2, and another one is called, wait for it, Mishpasha 3. Uh, but we are going to number one. Uh, as we start zooming down, we can see that there are, the city itself is kind of a coastal city. Uh, we can see that there are about a dozen or so offshore platforms that are above the water. Uh, they seem to be serving as like ports, platforms, landing areas for for various starboard vessels and we also see more than a few very luxury hover ships of variable size uh, we also can see that there are a decent number of ferries on the water shuttling travelers across the water between the platforms and the coast so we start sweeping over to the coast we see that while there is a city there is a jungle filled with all manner of fungus and it seems to be closing in on the city itself. Uh, you can see these tall angular spires are sticking up, uh, displaying very aggressive advertisements that are, are shifting and changing with, uh, with an almost dizzying frequency. You can see all these colorful sheens being cast on the chrome and the glass and the sin steel of this prefab, prefab city. From a distance, it sort of looks like the city is on the verge of being consumed by the jungle or pushed off the mass itself and into the water by the jungle. But as we get a little closer in, we notice a little flicker every now and then in the air that just kind of reveals the presence of an energy shield, mostly invisible, kind of keeping the jungle at bay. And so then we're going to shift at this point as we're just sort of scanning over the city, we're scanning over the jungle a bit. We start to hear the sounds of the city itself. And we hear the sounds of like gunfire. We hear the sound shouts and screams. We hear like people yelling battle commands or roar, a snarl, like all manner that just seems to depict like the most, the most tense and amazing combat sequence you can possibly imagine. And what we do is we kind of refocus and we see, let's see who it's going to be. I'm doing this randomly. Of course it would be Jeremy's character who's not here. It would be 
we see Maya Dianyu. Uh So, Maitre, describe what Maya... Well, let's see. Describe what she looks like. Describe what she's doing. What is she battling with right now? Like, what is she What is she intensely trying to deal with? So, so just tell us a little bit about what Maya looks like and what she's doing. So, uh, Maya is a uh, young corp woman who has uh, uh, dark brown skin and undercut and uh, hair up in, in uh, ponytail. Uh, she's wearing a... Uh, Showing a, a sleeveless uh, leather jacket on top of a white tank top. She's covered in, in tattoos and on her arm. It's actually, uh, she's got some lighting embedded in the top of her tattoos. So it actually kind of glows a little. Uh, and, but it snakes up her, her neck. And uh, she is, she comes crashing down into the 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 landing and this this spaceship door opens and inside it's basically like a fucking super rally car the inside has been completely stripped except for the pilot seat and uh she kind of steps out of that and tosses her back and looks at an invisible camera and says, Hey, everybody, coming to you live from me, Sabasha, all the way out in the front of your world in the Haven system, just for you guys. You corpse among you might recognize the name because of the abundant resources, but it's made even more dangerous because of these Nephilim mutagens. And she's kind of finding these writhing vines. <laughs> All right, just want to check in. Remember to like and subscribe, and then she and then fade to black. <laughs> so we don't even have to fade to black. We can just say that's still happening. Is what, what kind of weapon does Maya use? She uses what's called a wormic splitter. Spitter, so, pardon me. So okay, it's so a she's shotgun that sprays acid. <laughs> okay, uh, so let's see. Go ahead, and we'll, uh, we're going to practice doing the rolls this way. So go ahead and give us a roll with your shotgun. As Right as you're talking, you're saying like and subscribe. There's this tentacle monster, not like Toronto, but this massive tentacle monster that erupts out of the water, climbs on top of this landing platform, comes charging at you. We see three or four tentacles that are starting to like, like knock you around, almost like a rag doll, and you just start firing the shotgun. Uh, with your description... <laughs> So roll. So for your shotgun, it looks like it's a it's three d six to hit. So roll three d six plus one, okay. and then it looks like you also get a flat plus three. So okay. So first so, roll. Three d six plus one plus another three. Uh, so I got a fourteen on my dice. Um, fifteen. 16, 17, 18 total with one six, which I believe is a strong hit. Absolutely, which in this case will just basically use as as a crit. Essentially, is what it is. It's a it's a critical hit in this case. As you're firing at this at this tentacle monster, this big old tentacle is coming down right about to hit you. Like and subscribe, and then almost like not like a no look shot. You just hold the shotgun out and you blast, and this and the tentacle just explodes in this horrible eruption of gore. And standing right behind where that gore was erupted, where some of this blood now splatters on top of, uh, we see one of your crewmates, 
who gets a little bit of the brunt of it. Oh my God, it's not Jeremy. Stop giving me Jeremy. Uh, instead, <laughs> it's a different tentacle monster as a giant tentacle gives way to a smaller tentacle monster. So, so Chuck, tell us what we see and what Dr. Toronto is trying to do to help Maya in this overwhelming assault on this platform and on your ship. Oh, uh, Dr. Toronto here. Um, of a big face tentacles, but you know, I'm a good guy because I got a tie. <laughs> so I'm not helping. She's got it. I'm helping the injured and the wounded. Um, you know, like you watch the movie, uh, edge of tomorrow, the monsters there, they kind of like roll attack. I'm just doing that from corpse to corpse. I got my fancy little chainsaw. I mean, it's just a chain with some knives on it. And I just hacking off parts like oh crap you don't got enough fingers son and like staple a few on over there roll over here like this man's all out of sticks and i'll just jam some stuff into him and he's up and going like everyone that i heal stands up just like arnie does from schwarzenegger like robotics all out of his face and stuff just person to person it's great i'm healing everyone we see like off behind, there's like another like crash luxury yacht and all these people spilled out onto your platform. There's bodies mm -hmm. everywhere. Toronto's just rolling around, zzz, rolling around, zzz, and everyone pops up one after the other. Why don't you give us a roll as well, Chuck? Yeah. Why don't you give us, you're just going to give us a regular skill roll if you just want to go ahead and roll a medicine. So it's 3d6 yeah. plus whatever your medicine bonus is. Uh, D12, uh, target number 12 is all you would need for success. I just looked at it. I forgot the number. I'm good at healing better math. Okay. So the basic rules for this game in terms of like, like, you know, uh, skill rolls and stuff, you roll 3d6 and then you have a bonus that you add to it. Bonuses come from a couple different places uh, and then you get to it. And then there's a target number, the most, and you add it all up. And the target numbers that are most common are a DC 12 or, or target number 12, TN 12 or 14 in combat. It varies because the defense score uh, could be something else, but there's also other reasons why the GM could adjust it. But usually 12 or 14 are the most common. Uh, how'd you do Chuck? I, I got a 20. Got a 20. Two and so everything. Two sixes. Two sixes. One after the other. Like there's someone who looks like they're literally on death's door. Like they're torn apart. Their limbs are detached. They like they look up at you. They look like mm -hmm. Robocop, right? They look like what oh, happens yeah. at the beginning of Robocop. But yet somehow you just start like tying the limbs together and just mm -hmm. making a little knot. And then you put a little squirt of something from one of your med kits. And mm -hmm. all of a sudden it all kind of like this fleshy rejuvenation uh, patch begins to regrow. Uh, their eyes pop open. They look up at you. They thank you. And like they lean forward. And it's just like, it's just this, this extremely wealthy uh, socialite of some kind, not just like Maya and just like oh, yeah. reaches up. And despite that, you look like a piece of chewing gum with a tie, just grabs you by yep. both sides of your head and just pulls you close, gives you a big smack kiss right on the mouth and oh, just gets up and starts running away. I hope they don't mind. I kept one of their spare lungs. <laughs> you see, she starts coughing halfway as she dives off the platform <laughs> to escape this massive tentacle creature that you're still fighting with. We see as she jumps off the platform to get away uh, that she jumps right past one of the other characters in your crew. And we see that it's uh, it's Jita Essence. Uh, so, Melissa, you're by the edge of this platform. Bodies are all over the place. Dr. Toronto is rolling all over and resuscitating them. Maya is talking to her followers and using shotguns to systematically detentacle this massive, massive feral Nephilim that's trying to take down your ship and this platform. What does Jita look like and what is Jita doing? 
Yes. So uh, Gita Essence is a, um, she's a uh, salamander symphony twifar. Um, So she's got kind of long, dark hair, uh, slightly greenish kind of tint to her skin. And she's wearing a lot of kind of brightly colored um, robes and and wraps and all of those kinds of things. And so she is kind of going from kind of cover to cover to cover. And you see, she's like trying to like line up a really good kind of shot. And so you kind of see, so she has a, an innate uh, Farron weapon that kind of releases this beam. And so you find that she like finally finds kind of the right amount of cover and kind of the right shot. And she just, you know, kind of like reaches out and she's like, say hello to my Farron friend and releases this beam shot. <laughs> this right. rogue Nephilim here. Roll your, roll your attack. And I'll tell you what, take oh, an extra yes. plus two. <laughs> For using a catchphrase. Like, that's pretty good. <laughs> Absolutely. So give that a roll. And let me know how you do. I, ha- I actually uh, do have Good thing I got that plus two because I rolled horribly. And so I mm-hmm. just got a 12. So you fire, you nearly clip Toronto as he's like rolling around. And that kind of maybe throws your shot off ever so slightly. But nonetheless, what does it look like as your weapon goes off and... Uh, sort of either detaches or demolecularizes one of these tentacles on this massive creature. What is it that happens? What does it look like? So it's a it's a beam, um, and so it's this like arc fire bolt um, that is it's like changes color as it goes. So you basically see sort of like all of the colors of the spectrum kind of for when mm-hmm. it releases from her until it kind of hits its target. So it is a very very pretty uh, sight Beautiful. to behold. And it just casts like different colors on your ship and on the platform. And also it seems to reflect a little bit off the chrome mask of our Chrome Zhao Zatek. So Joe, when this this sort of beam goes off and the camera turns over towards Zatek, what does Zatek look like? What is Zatek doing? How is he contributing to this particular combat here? Yeah, uh, so Zatek is a chrome Zhao. Uh, normally Zhao are made out of like organic material that they've amassed, but he's kind of assembled all of this metal and wires and things. So he almost looks like a robot, but he's really just like this black goo ooze that's holding on to all this metallic material. Uh, and then he's got these really long dreadlocks that are just a bunch of cables that have kind of been attached together. Uh, he's wearing like a lab coat that's resistant to fire and things. Uh, and then his mask is kind of resembles a spork because uh, it's a piece of human ancient technology that he learned that he likes how it's this like <laughs> balance between uh, like consumption and stuff. He likes the, that it can do two things at once. Um, and I would say like, we just kind of crash landed a little bit. So he's just stepping out of the smoke of one of his canisters that was putting out some of the fire at his feet. Um, and he was going to shoot out, uh, he's got this kind of like uplink cable in his arm that he uses to interface with computers, but he can also overcharge it to use it as a weapon. And he just kind of shoots it. It wraps around one of these tentacles and he pulls it tight to kind of like cinch it off and it'll detach and fall on the platform Absolutely. in front of him. That's amazing. Uh, again, go ahead and just go ahead and roll uh, your attack with that weapon. Give yourself a plus two. I love the description as this this creature continuously loses tentacles but it seems to almost grow tentacles one after the other and it's just kind of ting- you know tumbling all over the place on top of this platform uh go ahead zatek and this will be an exotic weapon attack 
I think that's what that is. So I got an additional. Uh, is that what you get? Yes. Sure. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, okay, remember what we did. Oh boy. <laughs> did oh not roll very well. <laughs> so got a nine. Uh, don't bother re-rolling. Uh, so you shoot out. You while you manage to cinch, like you, it wraps around. The tentacle just sort of flexes a bit, like it's a muscle. Uh, and it, it has some sort of strange magical ability, maybe like muscle mancy or something like that, and just pops it free. And then you see your weapon kind of come tumbling down. And then this thing starts charging after you and charging after you. And it looks for a moment like Zatex about to get swallowed as this massive maw at the center where all these different tentacles come to. When all of a sudden the image just sort of pauses and you can see like this, this little interface uh, line that kind of comes across like you're getting some interference here and there. Uh, you see what looks like an overlay, like this small little overlay pops up here and there and has all these different like buttons and editing editing features and things like that. And at the very base of the screen, we can see there's a message that's flashing uh, that seems to be for, for Maya. And as we pull back even further, it, we realize this wasn't actually happening, but rather it was just a screen. Maya's like video editing, going through some software. But instead of the video of this crazy, disgusting tentacle monster on the platform, it's just like the four of you with the green screen in the background. There's some sort of plushy doll. We see these buttons that say tentacle <laughs> enhancer. We see another one that says explosive, colorful, you know, a colorizer and all these different bits and pieces start popping up. When Maya, you see uh, there's a there's a message flashing through you. But before you answer it, I'm going to ask you guys can't be in your ship right now because it's getting cleaned. But you're somewhere in the city of Mishpasha. Would you be do you guys think you would be in like. A nice hotel? Do you think you would be in like a cheap hostel? Did you think you would be in a bar? Where would the four of you be as like you've been sitting around doing nothing, just sort of grounded for the last couple of weeks to the point where Maya, you're so bored, you're just making up videos just to satisfy your actual subscribers, but you don't have any actual footage to show them. So where would you all be? What do you think? I'd, I'd like to suggest a bar. <laughs> okay. And so we, uh, yeah, and, and I, you're going going through the editing and and stuff, and just kind of, or after you know, letting everybody know that I'm going to be making a video, and saying mm -hmm. to uh, Doctor Toronto, like, mm -hmm. hey, uh, actually, I've been mean to tell you, Hardy. Uh, I uh, actually got this thing that's going to oh. give you six more tentacles. Nice. That's pretty cool. That is very cool. Yeah. You can look over her shoulder and on her screen, there is some basic plushy that somehow has like a, a filter that's waiting to be accepted to be put on top of it which was that crazy monster that you guys were fighting and you can see there's like these like little like architectural uh like graphing that shows more tentacles being added here and there and then there's like a little pop-up button would you like to add more tentacles yes no the and answer's still, always yes yeah and still there's a flashing there's a flashing bit at the bottom of your interface uh zatek and jita so if we're saying you guys are in a bar We'll say you guys have found a booth or something. There's music going around yeah. here and there. You see a lot of corp folk. Uh, it's mostly corp, but there's other the other species here as well. Uh, we'll say it's um, 
I'll say it's a decent bar, probably like halfway up one of these spires. And so you can you do have maybe a, a window that looks out towards the ocean. You can see the platforms in the water out to the distance. Maybe your your ship's over there somewhere. And you're just kind of longingly looking out at it. What what would Zatek and Jita be doing at the bar? Are you drinking? Are you eating? Are you playing some version of space darts? What are you doing? I know for sure, like if we're sitting like drinking together. Uh, I would have never ordered anything. I just would have like dug through the recycling of all the cans and stuff. And I'm just like eating the metal from that. Like, can't let all this go to waste. <laughs> you can, <laughs> There's still good materials here. You're getting the strangest of looks uh, from the various people who actually run the bar. Uh, and more than once, this uh, this sort of middle-aged man with kind of a, a bit of a comb over that he's definitely trying to repair as there's like this mesh underlay beneath it that suggests he's going to be regrowing. And he's like, ah, you know, uh, you're not supposed to eat the trash there, uh, Mr. Whoever you might uh, be. Uh, tech. You know, we've uh, we've got recycling systems and, and everything like that. You don't got to worry about, you know, environmental like. Uh, I, I also function as a recycling system. And you know, we could get you. It would just be a waste to, to, to get. Get. I mean, that could go to someone else. It'd be a waste to like a sandwich. It's perfectly good. We have a uh, good club sandwich. It's not really the kind of thing that I eat. Okay. And you just, as he like walks away, you just hear. I'd just like, be like absorbing a can like through my hand, like this black mass is just. He's just like, like shaking his head. He's just like freaking Zao as he like walks away. Uh, Jita, what would you be doing? So in front of her, you would see multiple empty bottles. Like she definitely imbibed a bit. Um, but at this point, you kind of see her. Kind of, she's kind of pulled herself off into the kind of the side of the booth, and you kind of see her eyes are um, not quite closed, but you see that she's kind of zoned out a little bit, and you see sort of this glow that you know, kind of, you all know, you know, kind of her her farin, um, and she's sort of in this almost meditative state, so you kind of see the glow sort of moving around a little bit. Um, and you kind of see her, you know, she'll kind of move as sort of the the light moves. She'll kind of move. And then as the light moves in another direction, she kind of moves. So she's like gotten herself inebriated enough to make this sort of like version of communication um, between uh, Twilinger and Farron a little bit easier. Very nice. And we can see the glow is kind of reflecting off some of the some of the, you know, the glasses and bottles and such on the on the table in front of you, across which we see Toronto and Maya kind of like both looking at the screen. And then we come back again to Maya. You're looking at your your little hollow, your hollow screen, kind of a pop up uh, from a whatever device you might have. And you can see at the bottom you have an incoming message. It's got like a priority urgent kind of deal. You recognize the name. The name is a, is a woman by the name of Kara Meeson, another person similar to yourself, socialite, kind of trying to kind of, you know, like, except she's probably a little bit lower level than you. And she's, 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 she's a, she's a regular, you know, in the area, she's a contact, but she seems very insistent. And at some point during your little editing process, you seem to have already missed like three other calls from her. And this is like the fourth now. Oh, hard to, sorry, man. I gotta take this. <laughs> And uh, we'll we'll open up the message. Uh, or on so yeah. the ball, however it might be. 
And so, yeah, you see a woman who fairly young, or at least she's young appearing. Uh, you would probably peg her early 20s or so. She's got like, she's got blonde hair that's kind of tied back. And she's got these side braids here and there. She's got what looks like very ornamental, uh, colorful looking earrings dangling down. She's like, hi, Maya. Hey, sorry to interrupt. I'm not sure if you got my earlier calls. Um, I, uh, no, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, we were, I was off world, you know, they're doing this, this racing thing with some, run some asteroids they have here. Oh, so, sorry. You are, oh, sorry. I didn't know you were, oh, I thought you were, I thought, oh, I thought you were in town still. So that's why you haven't been calling me back. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I thought you were avoiding me. No, no, uh, I would never. Cause you're like in my hometown. <laughs> yeah, you know? no, I, I just like. That would be very uh, rude of me. <laughs> oh, that's that. Hey, wait a second. Are you in the tower bar? Oh my god, that looks like the tower bar. I love the tower bar. That's just like a block away from where I live. I could come see you. Wouldn't that be great? You just got uh, back and you're already at tower bar. Oh, it's wonderful. Sure. Sure. Are are, uh. are you still <laughs> drinking the on-world whale stuff? I'll make sure there's a drink for you when you get here. Oh my god, that would be so great. Thank you so much. Uh, I'll be over the... Oh my god, I'm so ridiculous. I totally forgot to tell you why I called. So you're friends with that, like, kill... Oh god, what's his name again? And she's like scrolling through like, oh my gosh, it was here a second ago. Krug? I, I, that can't and, be right. and she kind of straightens up immediately. Like, she's been pretty casual as horn, but the second... Says Kill, like I know Kill. How do you yeah. know Kill? Oh well, I work over at the auction house, and he and some of his buddies or something picked up a contract like a week or something ago. Anyway, they're overdue by four days, so they're canceling the contract and they're gonna put it back up for the auction. So I thought I should probably tell you just in case you wanted to like notify his next of kin or something like that. Is that what Legion do? do they notify next of kin. Like, is that is that like a thing? Wait, what? Why would I have to notify next of kin? Just I mean, you don't have he... to. I just thought you were friends or something. Like, didn't he like? Well, if he and your mother kind of like you. Know. Okay, you know. <laughs> All right. Uh, listen, I I have to go. Um, I'll I'll, I'll call you later. But if you wanted to like bid on the contract though, like tonight we're doing, it's going back up. So just go over to the bartering post, find the auction. She can, I'll be there. I'm working tonight. I can just give you the scoop about everything. So if you guys wanted to pick up his contract or something like that, you can do that too. But anyhow, so sorry for your loss. Bye, sweetie. And she hangs up. It looks this this was not a private conversation so no, no. presumably toronto uh, toronto heard oh no as soon as you started lying i was taking medical scans <laughs> i want to see very good friends i uh kill kill doesn't kill doesn't fuck up on contracts Come on, Kel doesn't fuck up at all. It's one of the most irritating things about him. Do you wanna do you wanna see the medical readout from when you got sad when she said that he didn't come back? <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm laughing, but my eyes 
<laughs> Looking at you, dead bed. <laughs> um, maybe later. Okay. Uh, we should go to the auction house. Uh, okay. Something, something's wrong. Some, something feels wrong. Stop scanning me, RD. No. <laughs> and we probably should, because. Some of the parts that I put in him, I haven't paid off yet. <laughs> I recover those. We should. We should. We should. I go. knew I should have updated it, or you know, up, gotten the upgrade for the tracking components. Have you guys spoken to Kel? No. He's kind of on my ass about stuff, like, and he doesn't go more than a few days without checking in. But I'm realizing it's been you, more than there? a few days. Jeff? Jeff's Sorry. not yeah. making noise. It should be about a week or so. Sorry, I was muted. Uh, it should be about a week or so since probably any of you have contacted him. Like, you guys have been sort of stuck here for a little while, kind of grounded as your ship kind of gets cleaned. A bunch of, like, various spores and such got kind of grinded up into your ship. And there's been a backup in terms of, like, the cleaning corps, uh, uh, the cleaning companies. And so he was just restless and there's plenty of Merc gigs around here. And so he just yeah. kind of took one because it was a milk run. At least that's yeah, what the last yeah. thing he told you was going to be. Uh, you guys finish your uh, drinks, but go to the auction house. Is, is that okay? I just okay. want to make sure he's okay. He's probably fine. He's probably fine. Kills just. He's so but he probably old, needs to punch you know? He probably just arm. forgot how to call. <laughs> <laughs> Could be it. Yeah, we should go. Okay. okay. So you guys go ahead and you finish up your tab and you head over to the lift, taking you back down to street side and you start uh, venturing in the direction of, uh, of the bartering post, which is a nightclub in the city, but it also like there's like an auction house within it. And that's where a lot of these different contracts and things are kind of put up for bid. Uh, it's a very specific system. Like you all are, I would say are familiar with this to some degree. Maya probably more so than others is this is a corp town, uh, that like, like it's usually like a low bid kind of deal. Like whoever says they can get it done for the cheapest is the one who goes. And so there, there are, there is some competitive, uh, there's like a little bit of, of competition between different Merc groups, different, um, you know, different, uh, different freelancers and such. And he did this kind of without you guys. Maybe you weren't interested. Maybe when he asked you to do it, maybe you were busy doing something else. But he's a legion. He gets antsy and he wanted something else to do. Uh, right. And that was, again, about a week ago or so. So you're traveling through uh, through the city itself. And you can tell that throughout the city, it's it's fairly busy. And even though most of what you see are corpse over Garshans and whatnot, uh, you also see plenty of others. You do see a handful of like Nephilim every now and then some an emissary form that look almost human like others like yourself, Toronto, but mostly mostly the the former. Uh, you don't really see a whole lot of Zao Zatek. I, I would say it's probably unlikely that you saw any coming through here, but there might have been a Twyfar or two uh, as well. Uh, but they're like these, you know, big groups here and there. We'll say it's nighttime, so it probably works out just fine. You also notice that there are these 
these clusters here and there, uh, some of them quite large of mushrooms, these pink mushrooms. There is this spread at one point as you pass by uh, this large, almost like Central Park kind of greenery. And you can see that it's not instead of it being green, it's just this rows and clusters and chunks of, of pink caps, uh, pink capped mushrooms around here and there. There seem to be like folk wandering about and it almost, and some of them are like carrying little, little potted plants in their, in their hands as they walk through this park, kind of talking to themselves or talking to their pot or talking down to like the clusters and things like this. Um, you, you probably can take, there's probably something like a, like a taxi or Uber or whatever that you probably could take to get there faster. And so we'll say just to kind of speed it up, you get to uh, you get to this nightclub. Uh, you can see that not unlike where you just came from, uh, there is uh, there is music playing in the background. There are drinks. There are uh, people who certainly seem to have come here not for not for the business that you have come here for, but definitely have come here instead uh, for some level of celebration. Uh, there appears to be someone who just got a promotion uh throughout their at their gig and so there's like this huge group of people who are doing shots of this and shots of that and dancing there is what appears to be a palantor uh that is uh, kind of serving as dj their head is quite large and it's mechanical in some nature but it just looks like this big chrome skull and the eyes sockets are kind of flashing with lights that seem to go along with the various drops of the beats that are playing as well and the whole dance floor is sort of uh, sort of filled up. You have to wait in a line for a bit. Um, there is a stamp that kind of has to go on your um, uh, on your arms or on your hands and such, uh, like to, to pass through. And while you're given a bit of the side eye when Doctor Toronto and Zatek kind of are there with you, uh, I would say Maya, you're able just from your. Um, just from them being able to recognize you or flashing some sort of court badge from your company, you're able to get in. It's not long before you Mine's immediately... definitely taking video of, uh, oh, sure. especially the bound toward DJ. Can say this even like, like, you gotta get one of those floating drones. Like, just outside, like, waiting outside the bartering house. Yeah. Gonna go party. Remember to like and subscribe. I feel like it would take them a, a while to find, like, a place big enough to stamp on my hands too and i'll just kind of like morph it and like they keep it like fill it uh, out a little bit hey man we gotta you can't go in without the stamp okay could you stop please you can't go in yep. without when, the stamp and okay i'll do like the because that can body morph and kind of sure. adjust their so i'll just like okay. harden the back of my hand enough that it's a solid piece so he like, stamps it big old bouncer type you can see it's a legion like bald head Ooh. big old big old you know like kind of goatee that's just that's just knotted up as it as it falls down it's like hey man you're not gonna morph that away right because i will break you in half i know it's hard to break your kind in half but i'll find a way you got me it's kind of a temporary thing but i oh, understand you missed the thing. funny guy you missed the funny guy we got ourselves a funny guy here uh, i like to think that the text like pretty intimidating looking like he's got this sharp mask and the dreadlocks mm. and stuff but he's got this like higher pitched voice than you'd expect it's a little bit robotic it's he's got like a speaker <laughs> in his like body that's kind of putting his voice out 
So it just doesn't guy's match so his aesthetic. He's like looking at your face, but he's like the sounds coming out of your chest. He's just like, wait, what? He's <laughs> getting so confused as who he's talking to. Like, do I look here? Do I look there? And eventually. Yeah, the yeah, mask is to look at. Eventually so you get let in. Gita's going to kind of come up as this is getting a little bit awkward. And she like the whole like ride over was running through like color coded genus and species of like all of the different like fungi and everything that we've oh, been seeing. Yeah. And so she's totally like geeking out over all of that. And so like seeing that this is getting a little awkward, she's going to kind of step in and she's going to just kind of keep this running. And she's just going to kind of like shift the conversation to this bouncer guy of like, oh my gosh. And on the way over, and there was the pink and she's gonna like run off like whatever the genus of species was and then a little bit darker was this one and then she's just gonna like kind of see if she can insert herself into this conversation and his eyes kind of get wide. wait you saw oh that's not supposed to be in here you gotta alert somebody to that no, we're like, it's, it's fine it's with... fine and and maya will just take like slip her arm through genus like, wait, wait, the stamp, the stamp, wait, stamp. <laughs> he, he stamps, he's, he's like, what, are, they're not supposed to be inside the shield. How'd no, they get inside fine. the shield? Don't, don't, don't worry about it, don't worry about it. And you can look at like a genuine, a genuine look of concern kind of pops up for a moment as his eyes kind of like go really wide at this point. He's kind of looking around, he's like, I get it. Ooh. And then he looks I'm gonna down. start scanning him. And there's Dr. Toronto <laughs> with a scanner in one of his tentacles. <laughs> And he looks down. Tell me, what, what happens what when your kind is exposed to the pink ones? Well, the pink ones are fine. They're corp. They're corp people. No, what are you wait. talking about? What do you know here? Gita, which one was the one that got him scared? The non-pink one. Not the, oh, not the, the non-pink, pink, pink but the darker one. one. The darker the one. The dark pink. What happens? Well, I mean, a little of this, a little of that will get in your brain, will kind of eat it away, make oh. you see things that aren't there. You know, I heard a story that uh, sometimes they get in your brain and they stay there and then you travel off world and then you bring them somewhere else. And it's just sort of like a plague. It just starts kind of moving around here and there. But the pink ones, what? they're cool, man. They tell, you know, they, 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 they smart little buggers. You ever talk to one of them? They're so cute, man. I gotta tell you, nice little cute little fellas. I shouldn't say fellas, that's wrong of me. Mm. What's your opinion on clinical trials? Clinic I am not opposed if they are on the proper procedures and within certain limitations ethically of ethical yeah, of ethical <laughs> concerns. Never mind, I'll just go in. It's like, hey, I need a stamp one of your one of your tentacles. A little tentacle comes out. He's like, boom, and he stamps on it, and it squishes a bit. Like, ah, oh, goodness, clean this, man. Ugh. You got a smudge. Is that barbecue sauce? What the hell is that? What is your opinion on? Never mind. Yes, it's barbecue sauce. Oh. <laughs> so, you guys move on in. Eventually, all of you get kind of get in. You look around. You see this 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 complex looking nightclub with multiple tiers, multiple levels. There's a big old central area. There's glowing, beautiful 
uh, a bar where people are coming coming and going with these with these illuminated drinks. Some of them are extremely ornate. You can see like there's there's different vines weaving around them. Others have almost like dry ice is just pouring like fog over the side. A few people are just kind of cracking cans of this and that. You can see recognizable uh, advertisement products here and there. And all the while, like that, that Palantor DJ is just continuing to kind of ramp up, ramp up and then hit the drop. And then everyone kind of goes crazy. The lights around the room are going nuts. And at a certain point when, you know, right after it gets kind of really quiet, Maya, you hear, Oh my God, Maya. And you look up at like the second level and you can see there is Kara Meeson, I was like, oh my God, sweetie, up here, up here, come on, oh, come on. It, it, and it's like my, really quiet, so everyone just sort of stops. There is the equivalent of a record scratch as everyone kind of turns <laughs> and looks in your direction. And then the big, like, skull-headed DJ Palantor is just kind of looking out at you, eyes no longer blinking, and you just hear, I'm sorry, are we interrupting? No. <laughs> That's all bias says and, and walks away. And then <laughs> boom, drop hits and everyone starts going nuts again. Okay. My so, will mutter angrily to you to kill better be fucking fine. <laughs> it, that was that was kind of embarrassing. But that was we need to embarrassing. Get Kill's so irritating. How can he piss me off when he's not even here? Well, to be fair, I think it's your friend that's irritating. I don't think it's Kill. We, but we'll we'll, we'll figure that out. Fucking Kill. <laughs> so, are all of you going with Maya upstairs to like mm-hmm. the VIP section area? Okay. Of course. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So you all come up. And she quickly comes over. Oh, Maya, hello. Hi, hello. And then she like, she's like, oh, my God, it's so good to see you. I'm so glad you, you, you. you had time in your schedule while you were here to see me. That's so very kind of you. Oh, my goodness. So let's, uh, let's get this video out of the way and then we can get down to business. Yeah. What do you say? And so they do like, uh, so she comes over. It's like, hey, everyone, I'm here with Maya Dianyu. Is it? And she's like, look at that. We're teaming up tonight because we're going into the auction house because there's some juicy, juicy Merc contracts up for bid. What are we looking at? I don't know. Feral Nephilim out in the wild. We'll see what happens. Are people going to die? Probably. <laughs> I mean, Maya's friend already has. So we're one for one so far. Ah. she gets really excited and kind of looks over <laughs> and then like her drone stuff ends and she's like okay so who is it just you this is i know uh, it's it's my my friends Gita and zatek and hardy as as well yeah. oh hi okay all right you haven't replaced your legion yet i figured you're wait you're, uh, uh. You said you work here? Oh, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Like, the whole place, you know? So, like, the content stuff's not paying for your shit enough yet? Oh, I mean, some of us have to do more than one (laughs) thing. Are you a server? Am I a server? No, but if you want something, you can go ahead. Oh, can we get some of those shots they're doing down there? 
those oh you don't want those oh my gosh like Why those are those? they're gonna hit the gastro so bad and you're just gonna all day tomorrow you're just gonna wonder what were you thinking the night before like oh definitely not and that well maybe that one my she points at <laughs> okay well uh, no I'd you guys don't have to have like, any but i definitely want one <laughs> that take two uh, yeah, uh, you'd see me like in the background trying to be stealthy, but not at all. Just like picking up every can, making sure it's empty, then <laughs> putting it down to see. <laughs> Whenever uh, I find one, I just kind of absorb it. Every time you do that, by the way, like you, you're getting like a signal, like whatever kind of local basic communication you guys might have. Like they're tracking like what you're consuming and they're building a tab up. It's not her tab. It's like literally going on your tab. So everything you eat is like pop, ding, you just got charged for it. Pop, ding, charged for it. Pop, ding, charged for it over and over again. It's like instant. <laughs> they just like they're hawkish with it. You look up and you can see there's a variety of cameras that are kind of pointing in different directions and they get like every angle whatsoever. It's like impossible to try to hide uh, something that you're consuming. I'm trying to eat like the empty cans, not like the. Sure. They're still yeah. charging you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. You're just screaming. Here, just thanks for crazy. thanks for the call. I I'm I'm sorry. I just got caught up with that that racing stuff and sure. Uh, oh my god. I know. I know. I understand. No, it's fine. And I'm so sorry about your friend Bill. That seems so terrible. Like I feel like that would be killed. awful. But yes. Yeah, he was killed. I'm so sorry. That's terrible. <laughs> Were you gonna get us those drinks? Was I going to? No, you oh, can. Oh, I thought you said you were our server. That's my bad. <laughs> no, no, I'm I not. can, I can, I can go get them. I, I'm going to try the colorful one, and then maybe you know. Oh, but it's, get it, me it looks one. Pretty. I'm going to try. Give me one. Sure, Thanks. doctor. Oh, uh, sure. Okay, must try it for science. For science. Science. Wow. So, are you here to bed? Uh, well, who do we talk to about this contract? What do you mean talk to? You like we, I can take you in the back room, and like they're, the bidding's gonna be starting soon on all the different jobs. Like if you want this one specifically, like hang on I one mean, second. Uh, it's like yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. I, I mean, I, I want to know one one six one two. So that's the one you want to bid on. I'm just making one one six one two. Sure, if that's what I said. Yeah, that's that's the number. <laughs> okay I should warn you though like you're not the only ones that are interested because well like there are people who are really interested in that contact contract like when it initially came up when Kill and his and his you know Kill his name is Kill that is a weird name for a person who names them their kids Kill anyway, anyhow so you bipedals you're all weird name kill your face everything's weird around here but it's all right let's keep going cool 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 cool, cool. all right so glad you came great all right so yeah so like when the contract originally came up like there are other people that were interested but kill and his people like they kind of went under it was very low bid too to be honest it was kind of surprising that they went kind of low so there's some kind of hurt feelings here and there i think but uh but i'm pretty sure like they definitely want it like it's pretty lucrative you know like these things don't come around too often it's mcm sponsored so that's great you know so it's just ah mm-hmm. uh, 
I don't know what your finances are and whatever, but if you all can do it, it's going to be dangerous. And you can tell she's like looking at you guys and kind of assessing your martial abilities. Like it's going to be dangerous. I, I, I make content based on being able to do this shit. So it's, I, I think it's fun. I think but I'm you like, you're like using that new software, right? Where you can just sort of like add whatever you want. In no, there. It's like no, I, you know what? Maybe one day, but that's, uh, that's not what I do. I, I like to oh. do the wow. real stuff, you know? And I, I know it's so old fashioned to like make it real, but I like to make it real, you know? Wow. Well, your videos do feel really authentic. To be honest, like I always thought, like, oh my gosh, is she really fighting this thing? So I guess you are. Wow, that's amazing. You know what? If you can help us get this contract and get some more information about it, maybe you and I could do a really cool collab. Oh, that sounds so great. But I can't really sway things, if you understand what I'm saying. Like, that would be Mm. unethical, you know? And, well... Okay, but what's more important? This, like, shitty minimum wage job or the chance to, like, get famous? This is, If you do the collab, you can finally quit your day job. You know what I mean, Kara? This is, like... This is a path to like upper management. This is a path to like social outrage for MCM. Are you kidding me? Like I'm going to be running this town soon. Are you crazy? And if I, if I show favoritism to one of my best friends, what do you think? What do you think that's going to say about me? It's not, it's not favoritism though, Kara. It's just making sure people who can do their job best get the job. I mean, I told you about the contract to begin with. I didn't even have to call that's, you. So that's true. That's I true. I kind of feel that maybe you already kind of owe me. I don't know about that. That's that's a bit of a stretch. You know, I, I think we're at a point oh. now where you can tell your boss that you have my idea on you doing a job for you. And that makes you look super good. So I wow. think you owe me, actually. Well, that's very interesting. So, well, at this point, Jita comes back up with drinks, and she's like, <laughs> "Oh, did I hear you're getting a promotion at MCM? Wow!" And she kind of looks over towards you. Maybe. Anyhow, it's back here. She has it yet. I don't I know how oh. you haven't gotten us any drinks yet. I got them. Oh my god. I am not a server, you little s- Okay. Anyhow, it's so great to see you, Maya. I'm so glad you brought your entire crew with you. That's wonderful. Anyhow, this way and she kind of leads you through like these double doors, like this VIP. You could you could see like you're going through like this special security. You see another one of these Legion bouncers that are kind of there, like checking to see who you are. But she's like, No, they're with me. It's okay, Frank. It's fine. It's fine. And they just kind of let you kind of pass until you get into a room. It's not extraordinarily large, but it has like these very 
uh, very beautiful, like extravagant looking couches, like all kind of sit, you know, sit around here and there and these kind of glowing tables where there's drinks that are being set down. There's definitely a serving. There's a, like a service coming and like there appears to be like a private bar. The far end, there's like this elevated dais. Uh, you can see that there is what looks like a, a screen, like this hollow screen. And unlike Maya's, it's just pushing up and out of what appears to be some kind of lectern. And looking around the room, you can say you're not the only crew here. There's uh, quite a few people in the room, all kind of very interested and very curious about what might be up for bid tonight, what be up, might be up for uh, for auction. Um, but you can see there's there's the room is just filled with so many different folks. Some of them are kind of grouped together. You can see each little kind of couch grouping seems to be a different crew here and there. A lot of a lot of corp, a lot of Argarsians, a lot of Legion. Um, but you can definitely tell that like, these are like Exilia. They, these are not like official, uh, ox, like, a uh, like kill would be. Um, but you, again, Zatek, you don't really notice any like other Zao. Like it's just, it's just not, uh, Gita, you probably see another Twyfar too. And, um, you can see that there are some really decked out looking people. Like you can see that there are some weaponry in here that they were allowed to bring in. You can see there's all sorts of different, um, both like, bio and like cyber uh that are seem to be decked out on some of these people um remnants as well these kind of really badass looking cats with these strange growths kind of coming out of one side of their body here and there uh and Maya, like she turns to you at this point maya and she kind of points around like since we're such good friends i will tell you that i can't help you get the bid i gave you the number you're just going to have to low bid. That's just how it works. And then you got to understand that there are other people who want that for whatever reason. If you get the bid, then I can tell you more about the job and what intelligence we have and all that sort of fun stuff. But since we go back so far and we're such good friends, and she like kind of leans in fairly close, like, and she like kind of motions. Do you see that? Like shady looking Vargarshan over there like ugh, that bad boy type do you see him oh my god look at him he's just oh goodness he's just ugh. and she's like you follow her eyes and you look over and you see like there's this tall lithe kind of slender pale looking Vargarshan that's just sort of sitting on a couch he's kind of flanked on either side it looks like by these um uh by what looks like uh Nephilim uh, and they're all kind of, they look really hardcore, but he looks very, very dark and sickly. He's like, his name is Reg Chera. And oh my God, he is the real deal, hun. He is about as hardcore as hardcore gets. At least that's what I hear. He's so hardcore. Like he doesn't even like the corp, if you've heard that. Like he... <laughs> He calls himself for Garshan or whatever. He doesn't even like to be called Gore. It's so, it's so ridiculous. Don't worry, I can fix him though. I'm sure I can. He's just, he's probably just like, you know, like like a candy bar with a nice sweet and duggety center or something, and just like the outside. Anyhow, he was one of the ones who was a little upset that your um, your pal Phil uh, underbid him uh, for the contract, and then over here and like. So she like waits for a second to see if you ask any questions. And then she's just like, and she just goes, mm, 
and like I actually kind of like shakes her head as if she's looking at like a piece of literal meat. And then that one, don't look, don't look directly at her. I hear if you look directly at her, she eats your children or something. That woman behind me by the punch bowl, that's I'll look directly fate. at them. Oh God. Oh God. Don't look at her. No, 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 no. <laughs> like that's phaedra volso she's also legion exilia though she's just so big she could just sort of like put her arms around you and you could just feel so safe and warm mm. anyhow my I... and Carl obviously have the same taste <laughs> <laughs> this is where i get along so <laughs> It's like it, she's turning. She's keeping her face neutral, but like the <laughs> whole time, she's like, "Okay." <laughs> she just said, like, just sort of starts mumbling off, describing what it would be like to be in the the, the strong embrace of this large woman named Phaedra. Um, but I heard a rumor, and I don't know any real details, but I heard that she. And your buddy, well, she's got a grudge against him for something. I don't really know the specifics of it, but I assume because she's exilia, he's auxilia. It's like oil and water or whatever. I'm not sure. Yeah, but yeah. like, you know, they're weird, those people. But anyhow, I heard she was really mad. She also is bidding on the contract or something like that. And mm. so they were here last time. The rest of them... I don't know. This is just sort of like run-of-the-mill folk around here. But those two, mm, those two are just, whew, those are different. She turns back to you, and she looks Karen, very flush. you are incredible. <laughs> I know. pull out her hard egg and be like, remember to like and subscribe and share <laughs> Kara's stuff. And I was like, I'll post that on the stream later after I've Touched up a few of course. Oh, but I thought you went authentic. You bad girl. No, when I collab people, it's it's you know, you know how it is. I, I don't like showing I'm off kidding. the background where I am unless I'm in the field. <laughs> so she goes up and she's like now she starts kind of going about her business. She's going in and she's checking in with the people. She's like kind of going through the process for bidding. She kind of goes through it with you all before she leaves. It's just a simple it's like an auction. Like you're literally just auctioning. It's a contract auction. Contract comes up, gives you really basic details. You bid on it. And then if you succeed, if you if you're the one who gets it, then you get like a specific data pack. It gives you more information, that sort of thing. Um, so it's like in reverse. So like you go down in like who's willing to do it for the cheaper. <laughs> It's yeah, a blind... the, the, it's like a government contract, right? Like whoever can do it cheapest. <laughs> uh, it is it is a blind bid, uh, so you do actually do blind bids. Uh, okay. uh, but you do have time, so if like like you can tell, like they're kind of getting gearing up to go through the auction, and there's probably other ones that are going to come first and sit and such here and there. But otherwise, like you guys have a, a few moments to talk amongst yourselves or meander or whatever it might be, if you want to uh, if you want to do anything. We have an advantage because Kill already told us what it's about. We're getting milk. I think that I feel like that's an expression. Oh, yeah, it, it's not actually getting milk. It just—I mean, it might be. 
thinking about no. he's it makes more sense that it's not sense. milk because he is lactose intolerant. You would know. I was yeah, gonna that say that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. And I think he also told us because he had to like pull funds out of like the ship repair fund amount that we had. So I think we actually kind of like know about what his bid was because he told us because he had to pull but, that money out. I mean, if we want to win this thing and it's more about finding kill and not money, why don't we just bid like three cents or something? I, I like mean, that. I'm still saving up for that hollow editing software. It's We do actually yeah. have to cover our expenses, but I see your point. We should definitely lowball, but I mean... We should figure out exactly how much it's going to cost and then tell them back. That's an excellent idea, Zendik. How how do you propose we do that? I think uh, we can come up with the math on that, right? We can. Yeah. We can put our heads so, together. At the mention of doing the math on that, Maya's eyes kind of start to glaze. Jita and Zatek are kind of like geeking out over like, well, there's this distance and like whatever, um, like he told us ahead of time about like what the job yeah, was Yeah, played be. a lot off of how much he <laughs> pulled out and like what he had on him as he went to this. Trying to figure it out. This is why I became a doctor. You don't have to do it. <laughs> so here's what, here's what we can do. Like we can just sort of treat this like like a, a basic challenge. Everyone say how they're contributing to this. Like there's a bid that's going on. There's perhaps information to dig up from kills uh, accounts. There's possibly other people to talk to or distract or to learn about or whatever it might be. And then there's the actual bidding itself to do. So uh, we're going to treat this like everyone's going to contribute a role. You tell me what you're doing, pick a skill that you want to use, say how you're using it, we'll set a difficulty and we'll kind of go from there. Um, so somebody said, the idea of like going through kills accounts and sort of seeing if you can glean anything from it. Uh, who, who wants to take that over and what skill role do you think you'd be, you'd be trying to accomplish with that? Uh, Jita has a th three for computers. Okay. So you're like, you literally just want to kind of like hack into his private accounts and such. Okay. Okay. Uh, sure. So yeah, so we'll say you have, uh, do you have like any kind of equipment on you that would let you do this? Like that's something that you yes, can easily kind of carry around? Yes, I do. I have a, uh, computer's toolbox, which is a custom Amazing. deck. Okay, cool. Awesome. So yeah, take your toolbox, uh, bonus. You guys can find a place to sit. Uh, and, and it's not uncommon for people to have stuff up. Everyone's got equipment up. They're going through bids and stuff. There's people who are decked out in weapons. No one even, no one even kind of frisked you or anything like that when you came in or stopped at you. So this isn't, this does not look odd in, in the least. Uh, so Jita, yeah, go ahead and give us a computer's roll. Uh, difficulty is still going to be 12. Uh, and let me know how you do. So you get a, uh, just, just to understand the rule, you get a plus one bonus because it's training, then another plus one because you use the toolbox. Is that right? Uh, so, so, uh, some, so some roles I've require a, a toolbox and some roles you can get a bonus. Like some roles, like in order to just make the role, you have to have the toolbox and others you actually get, like you can get a plus one from using a toolbox. And in this case, okay. it makes sense for her to get a, her to get a bonus okay. to this. 
So I'm rolling, um, which gave me a total of nine, but then I've got a three in computers and then the plus one. Uh, so uh, I succeed. So put you at 13. Uh, any sixes or anything like that? Nope. Okay. So you start going through Kill's messages and his accounts. Like basically all of the things that you're, that kind of get funneled through your ship, the posh chat. And you, you don't, he doesn't have a extravagant bank account. Like he is definitely a guy who lives, I don't want to say a frugal life, but he lives, he's a military guy, right? So like he's a lifelong military man. So he lives within his means. His only extravagant purchases seem to have something to do either with weaponry or equipment or training and so you kind of go back for a couple weeks and just seeing things that he spent his time on so we're talking things like gun ranges experimental weapon uh depots that he's kind of messing around with having fun probably it looks like he was trying to do things before he got so bored with that that he needed to pick up this gig he was just so bored with having this like two weeks worth of downtime and he just couldn't take it anymore so you're seeing a lot of those things pop up um the in terms of like the bid itself, you do notice that there is a, a, a part where like one of his one of his uh, his yeah one of his uh, his his specific um, transactions is sort of linked to a few different accounts uh, which you which aren't yours, but you know that you all do something similar whenever you get paid. Uh, so it's likely like this other group that he decided to, to, to group up with. And it does seem like it was shortly after like that weapons depot time he went to. So maybe you would conclude that he met a few people and they kind of hit it off and decided to go blow some shit up in the jungle together. Um, okay. Uh, in terms of like the, the cost that he bid, it was very low. It's like so low that you all wouldn't even like, there's no way like Maya or Dr. Toronto or even Zatek or, uh, I'm sorry, Toronto hearty. Uh, and there's no way like you guys would go out into the jungle for that little money. It's absurd. Like there's just no way it's so little. Uh, so you have that to kind of go on. And this, so this contract was like on the planet that we're on. Like he went out. Yeah. You guys have been stuck within Miss Pacha one for about two weeks and he got bored after a couple days and took a job in the area. Okay. Okay. Um, Right, I'd like to use a uh, persuasion and uh, I have a toolbox as well and I roll to see if I want to speak to the Vargashin or the Legion and I got the Vargashin. Um, okay. So I will go and talk to him with the intention of... Um, Sorry, what did Kara say his beef was exactly? Remind me. His beef? Uh you all you know is that he got out, he got underbid is is that's all she basically said about him. Right. Uh, okay. Phaedra okay. is the one that might have had a person she heard a rumor. Got it. But she Thank you. Sorry, I was mixing yeah. them up. Thank you. Um yeah, so uh gonna go to the Vakashim and um the intention is to try and get them to not bid on on this. And okay. uh, yeah. 
Okay. Uh, do we want to role play it a little bit before you roll to see if you can get like a description bonus here? Because uh, the difficulty for this. I would love this, that. Yeah. <laughs> that, let's, that would be great. Let's chat a bit. And then based upon what you say, you might get a bonus. You might not. Like we'll see. Because the difficulty for that to get them to not is actually going to be a 14. It's going to be uh, the higher that's of the two. I was right. thinking that wasn't going to be a 12. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, uh, and, and that's what means in Like That's my oh, yeah, yeah. highest yeah. skill, and I have a toolbox. Now, so the other question I have is anyone going with Maya? I know, Jita, you've already kind of, you're, you're busy. You're, you're doing some forensic accounting. Is anybody going with Maya and that you could potentially help? We could do an assist action. We can kind of walk through that process if you want to do it. But you don't have to if you don't feel like you're going to be. What skill were you doing? Uh, it's I'm kind of doing persuasion. You don't have to necessarily do the same. Uh, so a, a assist mm. action is is basically you roll a skill check, you explain how that skill is actually helping in the situation, and you have to hit a difficulty of 10. And if you succeed, you give Maya plus one on her roll. Yeah, I'll help. I'll okay. Help. Yeah. All right. So Maya and, and Dr. Toronto move up and you head over to this this uh plush kind of velvet like kind of purplish dark deep purple uh couch where you see in the center is this this tall drink of extremely dirty water and uh just just filthy looking man uh and he's he's definitely he has that kind of he almost looks Kaltoran in kind of how he's dressed because he has that feel he does not look he does not have the glitz and glamour of a corp and so Corp and Vargarshan, just so for everyone's listening, they're it's the same species. It's just they some most of them still use Corp and like they're that's their term, but Vargarshan's like the old school term. And so there's some disagreement because some of them are still back in that system and on that planet, which is like a bad place. <laughs> it's not a good place. And so, but so much of Corp has come to the Haven system. But he is, he looks like a hard dude. And you get within about five, six steps. And you can see that there are these Nephilim that, much like Dr. Toronto, uh, step out and uh, kind of get in the way. One of them, uh, like you, Dr. Toronto, is, uh, is, is a tenebrous. So you can see, you know, tentacles galore. But you can see another one is bipedal, but certainly doesn't look anything like a normal emissary. Emissary... Like they're usually they they try to mimic like a humanoid form. This one's bipedal. It's got this almost elephant-like trunk that sort of skates around. You can see there's like a fang or two coming out from underneath it. Its eyes are sort of this this sideways kind of oval or almond-like, uh, and they're just this deep and dark black. Uh, but they both kind of step up, get in your way. The um, the the tenebrous has no adornment whatsoever. But you can see that the other one, which you would, I would say Toronto, you would, you would just know, uh, possibly sentient munition, uh, kind of version of this. They have this, this sort of, uh, what are those things called? What, what Chewie wears, uh, in Star Wars. Oh, bandolier. Oh. Band, yeah. Like that. Yeah. And so he just kind of steps up and he's got some big old weapon on his back and they just kind of get in your way and they don't let you get any closer than that. And you hear the voice from behind them. No, it's all right. I'll talk to him. Well, hey there, good looking. Hey there, Oh, He was actually talking to Dr. Toronto, too. Yeah, Like, I'm pretty sure he's talking to you. And she'll she'll wink at him as she she elbows him and says that loudly enough for him to hear. 
<laughs> what can I uh, do for y'all? I just uh, got real sick of seeing all the suits here. We're grounded while our ship's getting some work done and uh, really just wanted to see uh, was, was really pleasantly surprised to see if our gosh and not uh, glitzy fucking suits all over the city. What does Maya look like again? Uh, she's uh, <laughs> a pretty attractive young woman, uh, dark skin, um, undercut, and uh, hair up in a ponytail. Uh, looks like she's about to get into a fight with her. With her, okay. like she's she's wearing pretty utilitarian. Um, okay. So you don't look glitzy and glamorous. And stuff. Okay. <laughs> she does not look glitzy. Okay. <laughs> are you? Are you? Is it? And this is just an honest question. Uh, like, are you? Do you look authentically hardcore, or do you look like a person who's trying to put off the air of being hardcore? I I would say that she looks pretty authentically okay. hardcore. Um, however, if we want to like be real about it, like it's because she's smart enough to know certain optics play better. <laughs> okay. So. When you say that, like, you know, his eyes kind of open up a little bit. One of his eyebrows goes up and like, that ain't a word you want to go tossing around. There's some ears around here that are going to look at you funny. <laughs> Not well, that then I, let uh, me uh, get closer so I don't have stocks alone. Mm, kind of looks. All right, I let her through. Have a well seat. Well played. <laughs> Come on. Persuasion, there's, baby. <laughs> there's room for you too, little man. You got it. He's the best looking one of our group. What are you talking about? What's that? Muscle, I'm the doctor. RT. Why are you wearing a cloth around your you don't even have a neck, but why you got that there? Uh, I am a medical professional and it helps people feel better in bedside manner and stuff. Doesn't like get caught up in blood and the wounds and stuff and you start stitching folk it does i got more than one <laughs> it's good to be prepared i suppose yeah it's always good all right now i'm just gonna let you both know right now I like your gumption I like your attitude but we ain't recruiting we ain't got no more room on the crew well, is it, uh, well, what, what that says to me is that you probably need to be a little more careful about what jobs you bid on tonight. And I have it on pretty fucking good authority about a couple of jobs that you probably want to avoid. If you want right? to grow as an organization, it seems like you're the kind of man who does. Mm, well, I'll take the information, but I ain't never said we are looking to grow. Well, who wouldn't be looking to grow? It should always be your choice. Spoken like a true corp. Thought we were just a pair of Agarshans talking to one another. Yeah. Guess you ain't exactly what you said you were, are you? <laughs> and then That's disappointing. She kind of smiles and like, 
I'm just saying it should be up to you. Oh, nice of you to tell me that the jobs that I bid on for my crew, it's up to me. Kind of you to give me such authority. Again, very corp thing to do. Got it written all over you. And uh, I think Maya instantly knows that she's being put on the back foot and <laughs> uh, kind of looks to, to Hardy and like, that's different, buddy. <laughs> I love that Chuck's oh. nickname is Hardy. It's so good. This is hilarious. <laughs> all right, I Chuck. don't even. Oh, you were. I, I was supposed to be doing something. I mean, what are you trying to do to help? My my <laughs> my thought on this was to try and use Shut leverage up. my psychology abilities to uh, oh. pay attention to how he's talking. Maybe give like secret signals and things Absolutely. like I try and help that. guide the conversation a little bit. Uh, oh I God, think that. I that is a great idea. Chuck, roll a psychology test as you're just yep. all, you don't even really do it. You just kind of observe as he exchanges and talks with Maya a bit here. And all you need is a 10 to give her an assist uh, when she does eventually make her persuade roll. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. My inner button's not working. Oh, no. I think my uh -oh. keyboard died. What? I can oh, no. Just like Jeremy's character. Yeah. <laughs> no. Keyboard kill. Oh. There we go. I just clicked the roll button. Oh, no. Okay. Hang on. Something weird's going on. Chuck, what the hell's going on? <laughs> I don't right? even know. <laughs> what are you two trying to pull here? And pull out their guns and shoot you. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> here it is. Hey, let me refresh. It's not letting me roll dice. Okay. Uh. One of us can roll for you if it doesn't prepare. If it comes to enough. it, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Oh, I rolled three ones. That's a shame. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. I'm not I'm far off. roll much better. Oh, I rolled sure. yeah, for psychology. I rolled one, two, and three. Weird. How many? What's your psychology? Plus one. Oh, okay. So, you went okay, first of, hang on. <laughs> you can spend grit to re-roll your entire pool if you like. So you can Ooh. spend a point of grit to re-roll your entire pool. Grit replenishes at the start of a session. Do it, yeah. do it. Yeah. Okay. You got to do better than like one, two, three. Similar. Yeah. Yeah. There are some, I think, Savage World similarities with the films here and there. Okay. Hey. Uh, so Plus one. My, uh, so Maya, you that can. He, he It's right there. He's got the plus one included. Uh, so Maya, you get a plus one whenever you decide to do your persuasion roll. And I'll say this. This is what you notice. Uh, hard T. Uh, <clears throat> you notice that he is utterly toying with her. You get the sense that this guy knows exactly who you guys are and mm -hmm. is really just sort of humoring himself by letting you guys talk to him. And he just sort of is just kind of kind of curious and, 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 and sort of playing around a bit. And he just he feels like a guy who's supremely and perhaps overconfident in him, himself and, and what he knows. Uh, so that's that kind of personality trait might be something that could be useful. I'll. Um... I'll like, you know, slither a couple of tentacles like a little off scene. Maybe like I know like she's got a drone flying around or something. 
And I'll just use my little wiggly tentacle bits to just spell out sentences and words for like, this is what's happening. This guy (laughs) got a big head, bigger than me, and I'm all head. We got charades going on behind him. (laughs) Sounds like postman. Close. TSL tentacle sign language. That's it exactly. Amazing. (laughs) Amazing. Uh, Okay, so um, she uh, uh, understanding this. um, Mean. Mechanically, Maya is like kind of a like she she's a pretty phasey character, so she'd know what to say even if my story didn't. But uh, essentially, I think what she wants to communicate is that um, uh, we got off on the wrong foot, and I'm sorry, mm-hmm. and I. Uh, Defer to you on on I I I should not have presumed to tell you what jobs to bid on and what not to. Um, I just wanted to get to know you better, and I thought this would have been a cool way to do that. Okay, uh, go ahead and roll your persuasion. Uh, go ahead and take your plus one from Doctor Doctor Toronto. So that's in addition to whatever other bonuses you might have. Uh, I I do have a toolbox. Can I use that? What is that? Uh, do you have one? Do you have that for persuasion though? Is. I I have a persuasion toolbox, but I okay. don't remember what's like what that entails. That's a ton of uh, fun though. <laughs> that exists. You get to kind of <laughs> come. Well, I mean, like, I think all the skills have a toolbox, so you have just kind of... And they do, they do. I, I haven't... I I think it says, like, what it has, uh, but I need to go back and actually find it. Okay. We don't need to worry about it too much right now. But yeah, go ahead and give the okay. roll. Uh, difficulty is still going to be 14. You get the yep. extra plus one from Dr. Toronto. And... Uh, Did get a couple audience bits if you need a plus one, too. I, I got... Of fourteen, so that's good. What is yeah. okay? That's okay. a success. Yeah. So it's you hit eight. the number, uh, and he he grins at this point. I got one six. If that makes any difference. <laughs> so in this case, uh, the strong hit. So a six for the folks that are watching. If you if you roll a six on a check, you can you can cash it in for like a strong hit. So if you're familiar, we play a lot of year zero games from free league, similar case, like you get, sometimes you get stunts and things, you have extra successes. So, but if you roll a six, you get a strong hit and there's, there's all sorts of different ones that you could potentially get over the course of the game. Most folks start off with just a couple. And then as you like accrue traits and things like that, you can potentially get more. Uh, so looking at your sheet, I don't think anything really is going to, it's going to be yeah useful here because effort. So if you if you rolled really low on one of the die, mm. you could you could use effort to re-roll that die because if you succeed uh, by plus four or more, you can get an unexpected consequence, and that could be if it's so. If you oh. succeed on your test by plus four or more, there could be an unexpected good consequence, and if you fail by something four or more it could be a bad consequence so that's something right. you could potentially do if you want if you think it's worth doing uh 
No, I'm, okay. I'm not going to. Okay. <laughs> I roll like crap. I can't, can't take that chance. <laughs> yeah. I'm so All curious. Of- Did you take pheromones or the hollow circlet? I took uh, neither. Um, oh. I took uh, looking good, which is a plus one to persuasion <laughs> and culture. Okay. <laughs> okay. That works. So he he I was grins. thinking about pheromones though. <laughs> he grins a little bit. Again, he, he's got this like overconfident swag to him. If you've seen Ferris Bueller's Day Off and you've seen Charlie Sheen's character in Ferris Bueller's Day Off, that's essentially what this guy is. Uh <laughs> And and he's just like, eh. don't sell me anymore. I'm already in, <laughs> man. <laughs> he's just, he just says, well, ain't no reason to apologize. It's fine. That's how I understand it. You've got special interests in a certain contract, I would imagine. But uh, I'm sorry to say, madam, uh, we got a little interest in it too. So. We're going to bid on it, but uh, that's not to say that uh, you can't go bidding on it either. And like I said, we might not have any, um, we might not necessarily have uh, openings, but if we do win the contract, maybe we could do a little subcontractor action. You know what I'm saying? And he kind of gives like this like just creepy freaking grin as he takes a sip from some dark booze that he's got on his uh, on his table. My winning smile back, okay. ignoring the <laughs> creepiness. He's very, yeah, he's very creepy. <laughs> okay. While all this was happening, we know that Jita was messing around with her accounting, her forensic accounting. What was Zatek doing throughout all of this? Maya and Dr. Toronto yeah. were doing stuff. So, what was Zatek doing? So I want to use, I want to try and like scope out who the most desperate group is. Like the one sure. that seems to be the most likely to bid low. Hell yes. Uh, and then I wanted to do a biotech roll uh, to feign some sort of like malfunction. or Because we heard earlier that there's like these spores and things that mess with people and get them kind of like all oh, the jungle things filled with stuff. Yeah, that's why the shield's up. Yeah, so they don't allow certain things to get inside. Yeah. So I, I basically my goal is I want to find the most desperate group and then feign like a malfunction in front of them from having I'm just going to like be saying under my breath, like, ah, oh, that damn jungle. I'm going to be leaking out like the bits of the soda cans okay. that <laughs> I've been absorbing earlier. And This sounds absolutely hilarious. Let's do a psych, a psychology roll off the bat, though, for Amazing. you to try to assess to see okay. if any of them are giving off a greater sense of desperation. Okay. Uh, I'm bad at that. But that's okay. <laughs> I wondered how you would be with that. Uh, I might do the psychology. Uh, I got a nine. I'm gonna okay. offer a one grit reroll at that. Okay, reroll one of them threes there. Give it a go. Hell yes. Oh, I thought uh, grit did the 
Well, actually, wait, hang on. Let me see. Grit, grit does, does yeah, grit does the whole pool. thing. I was thinking F. Oh, okay, grit is the entire pool. So how'd you do on the reroll? Uh, I got a twelve with a six. And a six. Okay. Nice. Uh, so, so, uh, so sorry. If you do a roll, do you have to take the roll, or do you take the one that's better? Um, that's a good question. I don't know the answer to whether you have to take the better, or you just, or you have to take the roll. I'll look it up. Take the better. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure uh, either. Okay. Um, either way, though, you did roll twelve. You did hit the difficulty for this. Um, okay. There. This is what I'll tell to you. There are a number of desperate looking folks here that seem desperate because they really need money. Like you're getting the sense that Mm -hmm. there's a few folks that are very eager, but you don't, I would say as they're going through various, um, because all all the while this is happening, different contracts are coming up here and there. There's there's escorts, there's retrievals, uh, there's uh, there's all sorts of these different things that are happening outside outside of the uh, the city that that's what these contracts are for. Um, and there are certain groups that you can tell are bidding just by watching how they interact with this little panel on their table that sends in their bid. You can kind of tell that they're bidding on anything and everything. And that certainly comes across as desperate. So there's quite a few, but I'd say maybe the more interesting thing that you notice is that there are, there's two groups that don't seem to be bidding on anything, like anything at all, aside from yourselves. One is who Maya and Dr. Toronto are talking to. Uh, mm-hmm. And whether they're just being distracted or just not interested, you're not really sure. But you also notice that that group of uh, that group led by that woman, uh, Phaedra, the, the legion that Kara mm-hmm. wanted to hug her. Uh, she also doesn't appear to be bidding on stuff. Except her crew keeps trying to get her to like she, they keep trying to get her to do it. And in the you, periodically mm. you see them kind of turn and look at her and kind of give her, you know, these dirty looks, these dirty glances, or maybe you're close enough that you could hear them kind of, kind of you know, cursing her or question her decisions and stuff. And she just sort of shouts them down. And she, she definitely looks like she is, she's sort of fighting off the interest of her, her people. They're like, that is, perfect for us what is wrong with you this would have been perfect that would have been perfect quit with this enough of your obsession like over and over like you hear this kind of stuff popping up so i'll say that is what you kind of notice um so there is a lot of desperation you're like reserving for Mm -hmm. and then the obsession so we're Mm -hmm. assuming sounds like she's waiting just a bit on this one job that's what it seems like yeah um so with that information do you still want to go through with your fake biotech infection? Um, I do. Okay. Uh, I want to try and like weed out the desperate people still. Like I know that that one crew is probably still going to bid on it, but I'm more worried about people that look like they're just going to bid as low as they can and try and okay. this out. All right. Uh, uh, so if that's the case, you're just trying to sort of like fake some sort of infection I will yep. warn you, though, that if you're faking it, there are there is security here. There are people who actually mm-hmm. work for this auction house. They also might react to this. Just keep that. That's fine. And you are a Zao. Yep. Okay. All right. Uh, give if us I get that checked out, they'll, they'll know there's nothing wrong. So. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. 
We'll see. If you roll really, really poorly and you get minus four unintended consequences or, or something <laughs> like that, who knows? Ruh-roh. They might just check right. you in the in a food processor. Okay. Uh, so that's another 12. I'm going to re-roll mm-hmm. that one. With your effort? Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> another one. Okay. 12 is still, is still good enough to be convincing as you start to um let's see let me see what i got in terms of okay i would say that you guys probably haven't taken jobs out in the jungle yet um out out Mm. in the surroundings in the immediate surroundings yet uh so give me a give me like a like a d6 high or low kind of deal just roll like a d6 and and uh, give me a higher low. Let's do high. Okay. All right. Six. So <laughs> you, uh, I'll say Zatek. You maybe you've heard a rumor, and and or you've read a story or two or seen some updates on news feeds within the um, within the city of like various things that have happened to certain certain Merc groups and stuff. So, and you've probably been paying attention to various science news and things like that. Or maybe there's been companies that are trying to get their hands on, on certain, certain fungal substances to test on. And you have actually heard uh, of a fascinating fungal spore uh, that what it does is it, it, it releases something in the air that causes a time dilation effect so that, effectively anybody who who inhales it experiences time like at a different rate uh, often far more slowly and it kind of latches onto them so those of you that are watching zatek you just see him just start to move really slowly like he's in water and everything just moves like extremely slowly like he's moving like infinitesimally <laughs> slow I can even there. modulate my voice with my speaker too to make it. <laughs> and so you definitely. <laughs> so you see that whatever one of these like little scrawny, desperate merc groups sees this, like one of them like call calls out. You see, a dude just pops up and he's just like, oh. He's got, he's got one of them. He's got one of them spores in him. And then like everyone just starts to back away and like stumble over each other. A couch kind of get knocked over and they just give you this big, uh, this like kind of big wide berth. And someone's like, I think I smelled something. I think I smelled something. Am I moving too slow? And they, everyone's kind of started doing like the robot here and there to try to figure out if they're moving too slow. (laughs) I'll like splash a little of the soda stuff. Direction that was like inside of me still. And so you slowly throw the soda <laughs> because it's going so slow. You're not actually really in a time dilation field. It moves at its normal speed, but they're too dumb to notice. Uh, mm. But the security does kind of come over at this point, and they start ushering both you and all of these people that were in relative close proximity. They immediately put on these breathable masks. They and they this this thing kind of comes over their faces, Perfect. and they start escorting you. Use. Out of the auction house and the extra what probably is like three of these other teams that were nearby as you manage to to get close enough so that you can be checked and quarantined. And the rest of you see Zatek just get pulled out of the room. <laughs> I just give a thumbs up. So I'm getting dragged away. <laughs> it comes up nice and slowly. Yeah. 
<laughs> All right. So, okay. So at this point, you guys have been in the room for a bit. You've you've chatted. You've gotten a bit of information here and there. At this point, you guys look up at the screen and you can see that there is your friend with question. Yeah, I'll put a quotation marks around that. Your friend Kara is up there kind of she's sort of going through the bids that are coming in. And then you see the lot that you've all been very, very interested in. It is lot 11612. It's the contract number. And as it comes up, you can see she um, she speaks up as it is. It, it's just a very simple kind of, you know, flashy looking number. Uh, but she says she kind of reads off of the the basic description of it. And she describes how um, your it is a it is a survey and sample retrieval mission. Um, so she's like. Uh, the uh, winning contract group will uh, perform a, a survey team and sample retrieve uh, and will carry to the location to be revealed after winning bid uh, proprietary equipment for, for sample retrieval. Uh, the, uh, and then there's like maybe a danger level to it, like in terms of like, like how, like, like essentially like your license or how high or how, what your rating might be, which is probably going to keep some of these like scrawny folks around from being able to do it. Uh, and it is a decently challenging like level. She's like, territory is dangerous. There have been specific threats in the area. Uh, it, it is recommended that. Uh, the, the, the Merc team, if you are bidding on it, you must have had, and then the kind of list like specific requirements, number of successful amount of encounters, combat encounters, et cetera, et cetera. And these are all things that are like requirements that have to be checked. All of these are things that you probably, you guys probably would have been able to check. Nothing. It's like too extravagant or too crazy, but this is what pops up on the screen. This is what she reads. And you can see around the room, some folks are considering and like they're talking to one another and they're trying to decide on that bid. And at this point, Reg, uh, Reg Chera turns to the two of you that are still kind of sitting nearby. Well, good luck. Y'all might want to head back over to your, your table there. Sorry about your Zal. Imagine, uh, imagine he's going to have a bad night. They don't treat him particularly well here, especially ones that malfunction. Okay, oh, yeah, you were talking about our friend. Okay. Yeah. Anyhow, nice meeting you two. We'll see you later. Bye. Hard. Do so, you want to take a look at Zatek? He does not look good. They took He's him not away. Even in the room. They took him away. <laughs> oh, He's not even in the room with you guys. They got escorted out. out. Put him in a quarantine. So. My bad. Can, can Gita try to do some kind of a... Um, like a computer hack to see if she can like find like where they're taking him so that we know where we need to go after we figure uh, out this bid. Do you want to do that right now? There is a bid actually going on. I would say this is probably, do you want to, are you concerned with that right now or do you care about trying to get this contract bid? There, there is a timer uh, on this. I, like you have to get bids in within a specific time frame. Uh, I only wanted to do it if it was time sensitive to them being in proximity when they go to take him away. So I wanted to make sure that I kind of made it like if that was the time that I needed to like hack into their stuff. Oh, I mean, it's um, it's not, I mean, like you can, 
Otherwise, yeah, I, I, can't I don't see why it would be time sensitive. I don't see why it would be time. The only thing time sensitive would be is if you like literally physically follow them. Oh yeah. Okay. I'll stay. Okay. So the bit, the, so the contract is up. You hear the basic description. It's, uh, to this, it's somewhere to the Southeast along the coast, uh, within a few days travel, uh, through, through difficult terrain, dangerous threats. There is a, a, a survey team that needs to be retrieved. There are samples that need to be taken and you're going to be bringing proprietary equipment for, to aid that retrieval. And that is the, that is the extent of the description that you basically get. Okay. What makes sense? <laughs> uh, and so Gita will share. I, I hacked Kill's uh, personal records, and this is what he bid last time. Is it more than 20 cents? Yes, it's more than 20 cents. I am, he really should value himself a bit more. I was shocked at what he agreed to do this for, but this is, this should be our starting point. Um, well, we want to win. Yes. So starting point minus a dollar. Well, yes. I mean, if he bid this last time and won, then it would make sense that those other people who want this job would go at least to this or lower, unless they're presuming uh, yeah, that he's right, dead and cool. didn't do it. Because they bid though, last right? time, so they also know that information. I thought it was blind, though, so they didn't know who bid what. Or do you know what the no, it, it, you, you won't know what other people bid. You only know what the winning bid is legally, which isn't to say there aren't they, ways of potentially yeah. finding information out. Oh, okay. Good. Good point, though, Doc. They probably would have gone lower. Who's so. not here? Doc. No, I'm yeah, here. Sorry. No, Zantek is well, here. Zantek, stop talking. Hard to no. <laughs> you're all if you're going to talk, you got to do it real slow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay. <laughs> so we are... <laughs> Moving slowly. You've got to run, guy. <laughs> Get your... Hands off <laughs> me. Uh, can I look at the bid information real quick and see what the penalties are for not complete? Uh, oh, for for like lack of contract, like for yeah, for it's not basically that you keep a so like you have kind of like a running like sort of like a renown or a credit that like it'll be a mark against you. Think of how like if you were to uh, to you know. Drive an Uber and and say you're taking someone to airport, but instead you drop them off at a Dunkin' Donuts like two cities over. Like that would probably look really bad. So you'd mm. get one of those types of things. And the more the more prominent the uh, the job, the more prominent the you know the the supplier, that the worse that that could be. And this is actually this job is specifically being funded by the company that runs this town. Uh, so this is, so I, I've mentioned it a couple of times before the MCM, um, MCM, MCM, you guys would know it. It is the Mishpasha, uh, colonial mandate. Uh, it's specifically a court that organized for the express purpose of colonizing this planet. So, I mean, our reputation would only be hurt on this planet. So we could just not come back. I would prefer to be able to return to this planet, actually. Okay. I, well, let's look sorry. at his bid and maybe do like 75% of it. Okay. 
Okay. Oh, yeah. We can also just, work? you can also just, we don't have to be too precise with this. You can also just make a wealth check as like, you could just make a straight up wealth chest to sort of like look at the numbers, sort of taking what know. you've learned so far about them and just wealth is a actual skill in this game, which I think is hilarious. Uh, Maya I have probably a, that one. Well, yeah. Um, if you want me to roll. Cheetah my, is not. I my, usually my work on the barter is, system. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, one arm for one foot. I mm-hmm. I have a toolbox as well. And okay. Do they just call that a wallet? <laughs> uh, one of the trink. No, I thought I had trinket that uh, worked on this, but I don't. So I have a wealth of two and a toolbox. Okay. Um. So go ahead and give it a roll. So essentially what I'm going to say this rule is because, yeah, you're not wrong that mathematically you could bid, bid like a penny and get it. But like at the same time, that would raise a lot of suspicions to bid a penny. And so while you might get the contract, that might draw a lot of unwanted attention in your direction to be doing that sort of thing. So this is about trying to what you know of what what's already the information that you got from kills accounts, the information you got from other people, the fact that there's two groups out here that seems expressly intent on getting this. And there's a bunch of, a bunch of desperate people who are probably going to under try to underbid more than they would normally do. This is trying to figure out like, what is a, a bid that looks legitimate, but it is low enough that you can guarantee the win is kind of what you're going after here and cover your costs. Cause there are costs to this. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. give us a wealth test. I grow street twelve. Uh, that'll do. Um, so Yay. the bid, the bid will come in, and you can see that you're as like as you're sitting around your table, the three of you. You can see that the table itself, where you kind of put in with a little panel, exactly what your contract bid was. The actual like coffee table lights up uh, to indicate that you your bid was accepted. And you can see right across that kind of uh, some sort of plastic, whatever it is, it's like uh, this sort of very, uh, very glitzy looking fast where you could just say bid accepted, please see. And then it lists your friend's name, uh, the the auction, the auctioneer. And that's that's who you know to go talk to. And you you don't really get maybe like halfway up in the direction of Kara before you can hear and see that the other two groups are very pissed off and you can see that the they're pissed off in different ways. So the Legion woman, uh, Phaedra, like she is, is, is really, she's mad about not getting it, but it's her people that are just like, just ripping into her because it's just like they're there you can hear them shouting across the room about how like they spent the whole night here letting good contract after good contract go away only to not get one and so there's definitely a lot of infighting there whereas reg shara is different you can see they all seem to be on the same page about being pissed off and you can tell that they're pissed off and when you look over you see reg shara his eyes glowing like this little kind of glint to them. And you're not sure if it's some sort of cybernetic that he has in it or if it's just the strange glare of the lights. But he's just sort of watching you like some kind of beast in the shadow, like in a forest, just kind of watching you like this uh, 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 this predator as the three of you move up towards the auction head. And not only are they, or is he watching you, 
but the Nephilim too. They're all kind of eyeing you down and they whisper to each other. They say something to each other. Then they kind of get up at that point and they start marching out. They don't, they don't yell at each other. They're not pissed about not getting a contract, but they, it's like they've marked you and then they, they leave the room. When you get up to the, to the auction house in a somewhat reserved and restrained manner, Oh my God, congratulations. I knew you'd get a wonderful job. It's so good. You guys are amazing. Oh my God, you bid that? What's wrong with you? Oh my goodness. I wouldn't even go run and get groceries for a person for this price. What's, you know, like this is a lethal threat mission, right? Like you might not come back and this is what you're getting paid for. I mean, your friend already died in this. He, hmm. he didn't die, Kara. Yeah, so... It's all right. I'm a doctor. Oh, congratulations. And she kind of like rolls her eyes a little bit and looks away. I can give you over the debriefing packet now. And, uh, and, and, and then... Thank you for all the help, really. Of course, really. of course. I am so glad to help. Here you go. And so she like just does the classic. She holds up her tablet, kind of does a little motion, and it starts popping up in your own, uh, on your own devices. And you can see that there's a debrief packet pops up, and there, in addition to um, having some some basic information, the same thing that she read before, it gives you like a small map. I'll show you guys the map, uh, as I totally stole this uh, from um, from the Miss Pasha book, and just kind of like. Got it. Uh, so you guys uh, are far to the south. Uh, this is the continent of Spur. Let's see if I can. You guys are where I'm pinging that big kind of red hexagon. That is Miss Patra one. Uh, obviously, your tokens are just there for, for funsies. This nice. red map marker near the hex that has a giant skull in it is the direction is where you're supposed to go for a rendezvous with the survey team. Uh, so you have all that kind of information. You have the name of the leader of the survey team, uh, a Dr. Vanessa Coover, uh, who apparently is a Nephilim. Uh, and uh, her team, as you're reading through the details of this, discovered a cave system near the coast that had swaths of a shroom called Black Nurse. Uh, they have a similar effect as flesh rejuvenators. Uh, and so like when crushed, the fungi, the fungi will like form a graft and attach itself to flesh and staunch bleeding and all that kind of stuff. Um, the problem, this is like the original, this is really the original thing. The problem is that they don't store particularly well. And so that on during travel, like they, they, they give up, like they die pretty quickly. And so they didn't have like the proper storage gear. And they were also in a fairly dangerous and threatening, threatening place. There are specialty containers that you're going to have to take with you to be able to actually load some of these, uh, some of these shrooms in. And then in addition to that, there is almost like an afterthought, afterthought with very little actual information provided. There are two notes about dangers uh, possible on the coast. One of them is a school of, it was described as a school of amphibious feral gargantuan nephilim that have been reportedly sighted along the section of the shore and in the waters. Uh, some of them extremely large. And two is pirates. Uh, pirates that sometimes are, are jumping the various shipping lanes in the Gulf and the sea to the east there. And they sometimes use the caves over there for extra fuel storage. 
so those are the those are the specific dangers that were listed. There is absolutely nothing in the debrief packet uh, to suggest anything really about kill. It does mention that this is the second try on the mission. So you guys are, are kind of like picking up as a second try. And it does, in fact, list Kill's team as missing and presumed dead. Oh, no. So with that information now given to you, with you having won the auction, with Zatek being dragged off to be disintegrated by some strange device so that Joe has to make a brand new character... <laughs> <laughs> we'll go ahead and end there for tonight and we'll pick back up in a couple weeks as you guys go off on this mission and try to find Jeremy Seriously. I love everybody's characters <laughs> we do <laughs> that's great I'm a doctor so I'm a doctor so we went from having to rescue Jeremy's character to now having to rescue Joe's character so that then we can go rescue Jeremy's character. Oh, no, 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 no. He's dead. Don't worry about it. They're just going to disintegrate him. He's got to make a new one. Melting down. Yeah. His, his new character is named Satek. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it is. Well, you just uh, say I've yeah. got a small sample of his initial goo back in the Ooh. ship. We'll just throw some aluminum cans at it, and he'll be fine. It's like yeah, Groot from Guardians of the Galaxy. We got tiny Zatek for a while. Very much. I can yeah. do that, basically. Zatek 2, electric boogaloo. Very good. Uh, all right, then. Let's go ahead and do some closing plugs, and we'll get on out of here. So, uh, I don't know. We're going to start. Chuck, you want what's going on? Do you okay? What are we doing? Oh, uh, yes. Uh, Wednesday, we've got <laughs> Night Below, our Dungeon Crawl Classics campaign. Uh, well, Friday, I'll let Joe talk about Friday. And then also, uh, every Tuesday and Thursday on our YouTube, uh, you can watch my Trey and I, uh, along with Steven and April, play very, very uh, Randy Goblins, uh, very aggressively avoiding plot. Uh, uh. Yes. And Chuck is the responsible one. I am. I'm the cleric over there, too. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. But does that mean you're really responsible? Though That's not what Stevens said to me. He hasn't described you as being responsible. He Super says April is the adult in the group. Oh, she definitely is. Okay. But, but I'm is kind of sure. shoehorn Chuck into being responsible yeah. for him. I bring the <laughs> snacks to make sure everyone has enough to eat. I heal people. You know, I look at so unlike Steven to require everybody else to cater and do whatever he wants <laughs> for his character. So, so weird for that kind of thing. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Never happened in other games before. Oh, goodness. Okay. Very cool. Uh, Joe, do you want to, while we're talking about DOK, you want to, what are you doing on Fridays? Yeah. On Fridays, running my Anvia campaign uh, in the game system I'm making, also called Anvia. Uh, it's good. It's fun. Stop by. Very cool. And you all are, and there's a bunch of videos already up over in the okay. If you want to catch up as well. Yeah. Uh, and then my tray, where can we find you on the internet? Uh, when I'm not, um, asking you to like and subscribe here, <laughs> I 
am not asking you to like and subscribe over on YouTube where I might do plays games and I always forget to say that. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, check me out if you want. Awesome. Uh, links are in the chat if you're watching this later on YouTube. Check the show notes. You get links to everybody's stuff. Uh, as for us, what do we got this week? Tomorrow night we'll be back. Speaking of Steven, he's running Marvel tomorrow night. Uh, both Melissa and I are in that game. We get to play X-Men. So, uh, so we get to introduce our self-made X-Men tomorrow night. So very excited for that. Uh, Thursday, we are back to Werewolf, the Apocalypse, the new version five. Uh, so Melissa, myself, Aaron Kipser, as we're down, Jeremy and Evan this week, but we're still playing. We're going to do a smaller little spooky uh, spooky arc here uh, while Jeremy's away. Uh, Friday, we're playing Delta Green, continuing our What Lies We Tell campaign. And then this little thing called One Ring uh, is ending on Saturday. The finale after almost two years of our One Ring Wanky Vangmar campaign. It comes to the end. Uh, I am going to TPK the group literally within the first five minutes of the stream. And so the rest of it is just going to be epilogue. And that's all it's going to be uh, as uh, as they are in Karndoom. They are at the top of the Spire of Ruin. And uh, they uh, they met the bo- one of the big bosses and then they met an even bigger boss. And uh, <laughs> and that's where we're at right now. So fine. Uh, it's going really well. It's going <laughs> great. It's going to be fine. It'll be fine. No one's in denial. Uh, and then next Monday, we're doing more Monster of the Week. In two weeks, we'll be back for more Fragged Empire. Uh, that's all we got. Let's go ahead and raid somebody we're going to raid. Talking XP. They're playing, I think, Ravenloft, it looks like. So uh, follow the uh, the raid when you get a chance. Follow Chuck at DOK. Follow my Trace channel. Follow us here. We'll see you all later. Bye-bye.